Hey folks, before you get too far into this one, just wanted to give you a heads up that I had an equipment problem when recording it. Uh, basically, my memory card crapped out on me partway through the recording, and I was able to salvage the guest side of the conversation, but not mine. So, my part of the interview you're hearing is actually the backup that was just recorded off the computer when I was using Zoom. Uh, the guest sounds great. I sound a bit rough, like I'm talking on a telephone, but I don't think it takes away from the quality of the conversation at all, and I hope you still dig it. This is something that happens, I guess it's a hazard of the gig. Happens maybe once or twice a year. I'm glad I had a backup that I could still use, but if I sound a little bit worse than usual, and I don't sound like a mic properly, I sound like I'm talking on a cell phone, that's why. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. Uh, I am talking to a guest that, um, hasn't been on the show before, but we've been kind of emailing back and forth um, about doing this. And I'm glad we finally made it work because, uh, I mean, I know I know you've been playing in the local music scene for quite a while. And this new project is obviously getting a lot of attention. And it's so it's good to have you on and talk about it and find out more about it for myself and for the listeners. But I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just give a quick introduction to yourself and to the project and we can sort of take it from there. Sure thing. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Sam. Uh, I'm Christy Toronto. I play in a band called Paper Machetes, where I am primary songwriter. I play keys and I sing in that band. Uh, I used to play in the scene in a band called Settlers. That was a lot more kind of alt-rock, heavier stuff. Right. And now I've flipped over to my natural state, which is, you know, writing pop songs on a keyboard. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And how long has, uh, how long has this been an actual, uh, how long has this project existed for? Uh, it's been in it's been in different stages of development since probably 2016. Okay. Um, the core members are myself and my husband Danny, who plays drums. Um, so I've been writing music for this project for years, and we've been uh, we recorded some a couple of singles back then. Got some funding from Factor, you know, put it out there and uh, sat on it for a while, and now we're back with the full force behind us. Cool. Well, and you yeah. mentioned a few minutes ago too, like or a few seconds ago, even that that your natural state is writing pop songs. And yeah. I mean, listening to the stuff on the EP, I think the alt pop description fits it quite well. Um, what what is it about pop music? I mean, I know a lot of people around the world are drawn to pop music, obviously. Sure, no, what, that's a good question. What makes that your natural sort of uh, state as a songwriter? So I, I mean, I grew up. My formative years was the Beatles and Elton John. Right. And what I really respect about pop as a genre is the song craft of it and how you it's almost like writing a haiku or something with with limitations. Uh, it's a form where you need to big ideas across in in a short amount of time. 
Right. You have these, these big universal themes, right? You have to fit them into three minutes or less um, and make it catchy at the same time. Yeah, that's the thing. There's got to be a universality to the song and it's got to it's got to hit everyone. Um, and it needs to do it in like usually two and a half minutes. Although yeah. I got a special place in my heart for four to five minute like power ballad stuff. <laughs> right. Even if it's pop, it can still take you on a big journey, right? What? For sure it can, yeah, definitely. How, how difficult is it to do that? I mean, I think that pop music is often kind of uh, passed over as like, oh, it's just, you know, it, it, it's easy and basic and, and it's not, uh, it doesn't have the type of depth that maybe some other styles of music have. But in order to actually write a good pop song, there's obviously a skill to it and it's more complicated than it seems, right? So what? It, what how hard is it to get that across when you're trying to, uh, you know, express big, big feelings, big ideas in that tight little, uh, you know, two and a half minute uh, length? It takes a lot of practice and I really respect anyone who can write a kick-ass pop song because it's, it's all about editing, editing, editing. What doesn't need to be there? What, yeah. what melody, what interval, even when you slice it down to the nth degree, what's going to make the biggest impact in this shorter amount of time? Um, and from there, you just have to have a really, really solid foundation for a melody or a hook or a lyrical concept you need such a solid foundation because if that foundation isn't there it's not going to come together the it's not going to hit the way that you need it to with with progressive music with like prog and stuff which i i love all of that yeah. um you get a little bit more time to explore an idea and then you kind of <laughs> you get a lot more time it, to and then you kind of go over there and then you do a little bit over here and then maybe you take it into it over here but with pop you got to get in it's concentrated so you got to get to the good stuff like immediately and it's some people just have it, but I think it's definitely something that you can practice and work on your craft with it. And it's about editing, editing, editing. Yeah, until you get the, the, the concise bit that you need. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm sick of, this is a question I'm sick of asking people because, uh, you know, I used to do this show where I'd go to actually visit bands at their jam spaces or in the back of a car or a rooftop or whatever and record these in person. Obviously, we're doing it through Zoom because of the pandemic and it's affected everyone and, um, I need to mention it because we're still in it. How has that affected you in the sense that you've just released a, an EP sort of in the height of all of this, where yeah, the traditional <laughs> you know, way you would celebrate the release is not possible. You can't play shows, you can't tour, you can't really anything that you would have done, you know, even two years ago. So what yeah. was that experience of, of finally, Hey, we have this EP, it's done, it's out, people can hear it. And then you kind now of to go hide in my basement again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what has it been like for the two of you? Well, it's, <sighs> I would try to be as strategic as possible because we did this. EP. Most of the songs were, well, the songs were recorded in 2020 and okay. we were, we released it in December of 21 because I was sitting on this stuff because I was waiting for a chance for us to actually have a CD release show. Cause I didn't, I felt strongly about the material and I didn't want it to just disappear into the ether. And I wanted to make sure that we celebrated it uh, in person. So I actually waited until it looked like things were clearing up. So I was able to have a successful like, um, you know, promotion campaign throughout the fall. Everyone's booking shows. Everyone's talking about music again. We get an awesome show in December at the Goodwill. Like so happy the way it turned out. And then right, I think yeah. we got one more show in at uh, Zoo Lights in December. And then after that, everything shut down again. So it was a very concerted effort. <laughs> um, and yeah, we definitely have plans for early 2022 and all these shows and stuff to kind yeah. of lead up after that but uh just like everyone else we're pivoting and uh, it's no surprise at this point 
Well, the reason that, that I'm wondering if it's different for you is because this is this is your debut EP with this project, right? So that's yeah. that's got to be even worse in the sense that you know if you'd been a long established band with a bunch of records out, yeah, I mean, it sucks. But at least it's at least you have that that kind of body of work to you know to to go back on. But this is a new thing, and it's finally out, and then just everything goes down the toilet, right? No, it's so true. It's so true. It's just like I'm just trying to be persistent. So like you know, I'm back in the grant writing applications, just like if we can't be doing shows and we're going to get back in the studio and that's what we're going to do um, as fast as we can. <laughs> well, since the songs have been written, you know, like you said, in, in 2020, do they feel old at this point? I mean, I know you haven't had a chance to really play them yeah. in front of a lot of people, but I assume you've also moved on to, to new new sounds and new developments in your sound and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And some of them are even older because um, like it's a debut, right? So a couple of them I've been sitting on for years. Um, one of them has already had a whole life of its own in a different recording, um, you know, in a different recording. Yeah. That was in a feature film for Ruthless Souls. But even then I was like, well, it's not done. Like we got to we got to do it again. Um, so then when we go up to perform Tomorrow Breaks My Heart, I'm going, it's already bringing back all these memories and I've barely even had a chance to play it on stage. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited to take all these songs that are very close to my heart and like actually get a chance to tour these shows and play it live and see what kind of life they take on their own. Cause already with the band, it's been, it's been happening, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the writing is already changing, right? Cause time's passed. Well, a lot of time's passed for everyone, right? Where you can't even <laughs> do anything but write probably. What so. is time? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, time doesn't, has it been a minute? Yeah. <laughs> I never know what day of the week it is. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and the sun doesn't even rise anymore. So it's just no, dark all the time. In the middle of winter. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's chaos. World of chaos. Um, so, Everything's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's okay. <laughs> we'll survive. Um,
like uh, as far as performing these live because like you said there's just the two of you in this and there's a lot more going on on some of the songs than necessarily just mm-hmm. two people you know drums and then and then you singing and yeah. playing piano so how does that work do you strip down the songs are there other people who perform with you so we're a we're a five piece now okay um but again we've only had a couple chances to play the shows but, <laughs> of course i mean we had these great rehearsals they sound great um so it's a bassist who's usually either mario lagasse or my brother sandy toronto yeah. And then uh, Justin Delorme plays guitars. He also produced the record for us. So Justin is the other member of this band now. Okay. Um, he's, he's created everything that sounds beautiful and cinematic, cinematic on this EP. Um, so he's a great input to have. And uh, I also get my pal Lindsay Torres to do backup vocals. Cool. Hmm. Does that require um, kind of re- reworking the songs at all from the way that you wrote them? Not necessarily. Um, I pieced together the band so that we could make the songs happen, you know, as true as we could. Right. It's Do they work really in, in, other, in other formats though? Like would some of these songs work if it was just a stripped down version of the band? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, the, most of the songs work if it's just me on keys. Okay. Some of them know, some of them are concerted. Like I wrote this as a rock song and it's, it's skinny with just me, but right. you know, there's a good chunk of catalog there that's, fine with me just sitting there um we like me and danny have played with duo situations and that definitely is a certain subset of the set um which is just piano and keys and we try to lean into the stuff that's a little bit more like um ben folds five sounding okay yeah 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 kind of like piano punk because that can work stripped down but with drums right sure sure again yeah do um do the two of you have kind of mutual um artists that you are influenced by or inspired by that have contributed to this or are you bringing totally different styles of uh, music into it? Yes and no. Um, he's, he's a lot more in the like jazz and progressive world. Um, whereas, you know, I like pop, I like folk, but yeah. I also really like that stuff and uh, classic rock and all that. So it's a big mod podge, hodgepodge, but um, some, a band that we have in common a lot is bad, bad, not good. 
Okay. Love those guys. Um, and then this is this is more reflective of our old band, but Smashing Pumpkins. Sure. Yeah. 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 Faves. They're um, your faves, yeah. They're definitely up there, man. Yeah, still good. Well, I mean, I haven't heard their newer stuff. I kind of stopped after. Well, the 90s, but... I mean, we don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, for sure. No, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, <laughs> what is that? What's sort of the plan going forward then? I mean, I know, I know, again, no one knows what the hell's going on with COVID. It could hopefully it will end soon. It could last another year. Like no one knows. How do you kind of, flow, baby. is it just, is it just sort of taking whatever comes at you and figuring out a way to deal with it? So on the fly, or do you have a strategy for, you know, we have this project, we want to get it out there and this is happening. Um, my, my mindset is just be persistent about creating. Okay. <laughs> and then uh however we can get it out we can get it out ready to pivot at any moment big plans like what i'd really like to focus on and i have a i have a hope that summer festivals will be happening yeah i really want to hit the festival circuit and you know get in that world um because i love what's happening there and i think we'd be a nice fit um and aside from that it's just early stages right i just want to keep getting content out yeah. And if that's if that's just through the internet and if if uh we just need to start doing live stream concerts then that's fine have you yeah. tried those before no i'm uh currently researching the best way to go about it i had <laughs> cool. a conversation with riley from uh village idiots just to see oh nice yeah what his thoughts were and well they know what those guys know what they're doing they sure do i'm pretty inclined to just go for a grant and just get them to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you just mentioned festivals and i, I was kind of wondering like who do you see your audience as? Because I mean, you know, calling it alt pop or even just pop, it's a very wide umbrella. Sure, genre. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of people it could appeal to, but then you also have sort of the aspect of a local band doing this, which is, you know, going to weed out some people who maybe listen to just pop radio or something mm-hmm. and just wouldn't know about local shows. So who's sort of your target crowd for this? And is it that kind of festival crowd who's there to see like a variety of things or, or what? Yeah, I think festival crowds are going to like us. Um, I'm pretty sure you know, our earthy hippie friends are going to be into what we're creating because it's, it's pretty organic sounding. It's, it's, it's poppy, but it's also kind of got this earthy um, quality where you can get like this classic rock or folk vibes from it. So I think it will fit well with, you know, people in outside settings. And I know even older crowds, like 45, 50 and up. Yeah. I, I know they respond really well to this stuff because um, it's uh, it's just it's just been the fans that I've spoken to. That's who it resonates with. And I'm I'm totally down for that. Um, yeah, you must be tapping into something that, that, that the older crowd is going to appreciate. Like, do you know what it is? What it is is working with people, you know, who are like in their 50s or whatever. That, about your I don't know. Or? It could be um, what what comes to mind is I'm a bit of an old soul. So I, you know, I'm, I focus a lot on my lyrics and they're not throwaway, not a single line is throwaway. And I wonder if uh, maybe our mature audiences can pick up on that. And if so, then I super appreciate that. Right. Thank you. Like, <laughs> so well, I that's wonder a stereotype if of pop music though, right? I mean, pop music is often kind of derided as having the lyrics don't matter. It's just all. About yeah. It's not like baby, baby tonight. Tonight's the night. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 Night's always the night. What if it's different night? <laughs> But yeah, I know what you mean for sure. I think that I think that there is a I don't think it's a generation thing, but there's certainly a crowd that that cares about what's actually being said in the song and the way it's yeah. being rather than just oh I can dance to this, which is fine too. But absolutely, it's, it's there's a place a for all of that, right? Um, yeah. And anytime 
I've noticed people, you know, commenting on my lyrical content. Like, I appreciate that so much because I know it's actually it's hard. Like, not a lot of yeah. people do it. And if you're one of those fans that actually listens to what the artist is trying to put down for you, like, good on you. Yeah.
that brings us something I, I am often kind of obsessed with on the show uh, because I'm, I'm a Luddite. I, I don't listen to Spotify or any of that stuff. I barely know how to use it. I listen oh to God, tapes. Live on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we just, which is totally cool. But like, I listen to tapes and records and CDs pretty much exclusively. Sure, yeah. And I, I have the liner notes and I'm very obsessed about sitting there and getting the whole experience with the mm-hmm. record. But there's, there's no wrong way to do it, obviously. But you have a lot of people who are listening to your stuff who are probably doing it on a streaming service. And they're probably not sitting there, you know, looking at an album and looking at the credits and the lyrics mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they're probably also listening to one song at a time kind of randomly, right? It's not necessarily they're going to sit down Scooched and... into playlists. And- yeah, yeah. So uh, do you have to, like, I guess, how do you plan for that as an artist? Knowing that someone's going to be listening to it without that background information that is important to, like, lyrics. And without, uh, you know, they're going to maybe do, be doing it piecemeal. Does that change the way you sort of present what you're coming up with? That's a good question. Um, I think you always have to kind of deal with the eventuality, whatever you create, that it's going to have a life of its own. Sure. And you're not going to have control over what someone thinks about it. But it's out um, of your hands, right? Once they hear it, yeah, it's, it's going. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, so at this, as much as I like, and I appreciate album craft as much as song craft as well, you yeah. know, um, telling a story from one end to the other and having this like overarching theme. Um, and I tried to keep that in mind with Balancing Act, but at the same time, you gotta, you cannot expect people to take it in, right? Every song on its own needs to be good. Yeah. Or at least as good as you can make it. Um, so I think that's always just a consideration. It's gotta well, be- Every song has to be a potential single, right? Which is maybe yeah. a little different than it would have been 15 years ago where, you know, you have the singles and the rest of the album tracks are good too, but they're not going to be put in the forefront like that. Yeah, definitely. Which I'm is tough not- when all the songs that I write are like four or five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly hit like, but whatever. I'm glad I'm not in the band anymore having to deal, <laughs> having to deal with that <laughs> stuff. It's, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Don't you 
How can people hear this? Obviously, uh, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it, you know, next week or they could hear it a year from now. And hopefully by then shows are happening and they, they can actually see you perform live. But just at the moment, what's the best way to to hear your stuff, find out what you're up to, kind of follow um, follow you online? Uh, you can check out my Instagram, which is it's me, Christy T. So all the okay. paper machete stuff goes there. We've also got Facebook. Um, you can we have a band camp. So if you ever want to if you ever feel really generous and just want to actually buy our music because who does that anymore uh you can buy you can buy an online copy of or digital copy of it um anytime you come to our shows you're able to buy a cd as well cool because you know cds CDs every car has a cd player man for now until they all forget about new new robot uh, ones taking over and robot yeah cds are awesome i i'm very happy to always hear when bands are still putting out cds because i listen to them every day so cd was one that was like that's the media that's close to my heart that's what i grew up with like yeah that's my biggest collection is all my CDs and all those mixed CDs I made through yeah, high yeah. school. So I chose a CD. Some people are doing mixtapes. And- yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's nice to see there's kind of a renaissance, I think, of, of people buying physical stuff too, because, yeah. you know, streaming is great. Obviously you have access to so much content, but a lot of people I think want something to take away from a show, especially they want to have like something that they got from the band at the show. They want to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Download cards isn't Show the that they were there and, and remember that night and, this like object holds the memory for them right for sure yeah it's yeah it's, it's like a uh, souvenir mm-hmm. a weird of a tour tourist going to a shows so yeah is there anything planned for the relative near future i mean i know we're in this situation where no one can plan really anything at all but do you have anything coming up that that you're uh, working on yeah in the next couple of weeks we're going to be going in to record another single possibly two cool uh, i just i just i wrote one song uh, that I just needed to get out to folks um, because it's very relevant to what Manitobans and everyone, but specifically I just had my neighbors in mind for this in terms okay. of all the frustration and, um, you know, helplessness that we're all feeling right now with maybe government <laughs> inaction and all that. And not to say that I'm a political writer, but um, I just know the feeling that we're all having. And I just really want to get something out there that maybe can help us all deal with that. So we're going to go in the studio and record that. I'd like to do a music video for it. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Hopefully in the next couple months on all of our socials and uh, a live stream concert will be on the way as well. Cool. Yeah. Another plan 
gaps in time till I don't even recognize where it began. I was so sure that I was seeing through clear eyes. We took a walk and talked about the people that had passed us by like a day of rain, like a day of sun, like a day of anything. They pass us by. Tomorrow brings a new day, but it breaks my heart to this day. So hope you stay. I knew a girl. She trusted everyone like this. Jesus Christ, she took a fall and landed among liars and users. She remembered all their names. She remembered everything. She never thought she'd wipe them clean, but they passed her by. Stay.